This is Art Blog Radio. Hi, this is Libby. And this is Roberta. Today we're talking to two couples in Philadelphia's art world. They both publish newsprint publications. They both have spaces of some sort that are designed for showing things, and they are both relatively new in town. So we're going to start by introducing you to David Dempy-Wolf and Yuka Yokoyama. Did I say that bad? Of Marginal Utility Gallery, and that is where we're sitting today. Um, They also have a publication called Machete, which is one year old right now. The other couple who we're talking to is Rachel and Trevor Reese of The Possible Press, a literary and art zine, and it's also on newsprint. Trevor and Rachel moved moved to Philadelphia last summer uh, from Brooklyn, and they now work at Fleischer Ullman Gallery as assistant gallery director, that would be Rachel, and a preparator, which would be Trevor. Um, And we should mention that even though Philadelphia is a small place, David and Yuka and Rachel and Trevor are meeting each other today for the first time. First, we're going to talk about publications. And starting with David and Yuka, can you tell us about what motivated you to come to Philadelphia to start a gallery and a publication? Well, Yuka and I wanted to start a gallery together since, I guess, 2005. And we were originally thinking about doing it in Queens or Long Island. And we realized that there's just way too many commercial galleries and nonprofit galleries in New York. Um, a lot of the artists that we show are from outside of Philadelphia. They're either New York based or they're, let's say one of our artists is from Israel. Many of them have uh, commercial gallery representation. And if we wanted to do a gallery, gallery in New York, we wouldn't be able to work with them. So having a gallery here, we can kind of bring them close. So just to clarify, they do have gallery representation in New York? A lot Some of them. Of them yeah. but, but because we're in Philadelphia, there's no conflict. You can show them here. Yeah. Their other gallery would be their primary gallery, and we would be their other gallery. So let's say primary gallery would get 10 to 20% of the sales or something like that. But, I mean, it, so far there haven't been any conflicts or that many conversations. No, they're really supportive. Have there been any sales? No. There have been no. threats of sales, but... <laughs> <laughs> And so now that you've set up here, why did you start a publication and why did you put it in newsprint? We talked about doing a blog or something and or doing sort of a, a Xerox 8.5 by 11 zine, but it just, it just kind of happened. Um, it's, we found this um, print house in New York that prints newspapers really cheap. Um, Maybe you guys even use the same Linko. Yeah, we use Linko too. Yeah, so you get a thousand copies for 150 bucks. Yeah, yeah, um, and you can pick it up after it's done 24 yeah. seven. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, we send it in at midnight, yeah. and they have it ready eight in the morning. We need to say the name of this place. Linko Printing. L-I-N-C-O Printing mm-hmm. in Brooklyn. In Long Island City. Okay. It's quite an experience going there too. Yeah, but they do a lot yeah. of publications and a lot of news papers that specifically are artist-based or arts publications. So, Yuka and David, do you write for your publications? Oh, this is a setup. <laughs> <laughs> You're outing me in public. No, you no don't it's have fine. To say Actually, no, I, I, I don't really. Yeah, I, I don't really mind. I, I write under the pseudonym um, Holly Martins. Can you say who Holly Martins is? Oh, he, Holly Martins is a character from the film 
the third man. The film is set in sort of post-war Vienna, and it's a sort of a moral gray zone. Everything's just, all the money's being circulated through the black market, and most people are sort of caught up in the crime and stuff like that. And he finds himself in the middle of this moral gray zone, trying to solve a murder mystery, pretty much, with this sort of Western ethos in a way. He, he acts like a cowboy or a sheriff that's just trying to find out who murdered his friend. And he's constantly blundering. He, he doesn't understand the languages. Of, you know, there are four different languages being spoken in the city and he just doesn't understand the nuances of the situation and he just kind of pushes through with this cowboy mentality. And I identify that when, when I'm writing because <laughs> <laughs> often you, you know, the, you, you're writing about somebody's work where they've put an enormous amount of time and effort and sort of intellectual labor and I'm just throwing an opinion out there and I, I really identify with that. But you are a seeker of truth I think. Well, the way Holly Martins was too. Yeah, I, I think I have some pretty quotes. basic questions of the work but I, I, the reason for using a pseudonym is it, I, it's not as if I really want to keep my anonymity it's just I'd like to sort of keep the writing and my sort of my art project separate in a way I wouldn't want one to, to inflect the other. And how would you describe your content as compared to other publications that are writing about art in Philadelphia? It's, it's looking at sort of work that's happening in the city and in the region through the lens of philosophy and critical theory. And um, how do you make decisions on what gets published and what doesn't? Who well, makes those decisions? Well, we trust too. the people that we invite to write in the first place. So it's sort of like a gallery in a way. We, we provide the venue and people provide the content. So Rachel and Trevor, why don't we switch to you for a little while and ask you about, what, um, about your publication, which is also on newsprint, yes. but has an extremely different visual feel to Machete. Yes. So why don't you describe what you were going for in that look? Let me just first describe the paper, um, and we'll start from there. So Possible Press is free. It's a quarterly publication of artist writings. Um, it is on newsprint, but it's fairly intimate. It's um, two large pages that fold out. The center page is a centerfold that can be separated from the, the other page, which is full of text. Right. right, there's no text anywhere on the poster, like on the backside. So we'd right. like to see people put it up on their wall. And then we normally, um, we, we invite the artists to participate um, and kind of turn the writing over to them. And there's normally about 15 artists per issue. Um, you know, our only specific requirements are that it's under a thousand words and that it's not handwritten so that it doesn't feel like an image. We really wanted the centerfold to feel, to, to represent the image for that issue. Sometimes it even um, surprises artists because they, they claim they're not writers, and we have to point out that they use text all the time. They're writing an email, simple as that. Right, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we like that, almost catching them off guard even sometimes. Right. Can you talk about the layout of the first couple of pages that are not the poster that goes on the wall because you have a kind of unique organization of the space? Yeah, we wanted to, I guess, break down this uh, hierarchy so that no one was first or last. Can you describe it? I, I don't even know if I can put Each, into words how you do it. Um, when you fold the paper out, it's about 22 by 30 inches. You know, there's two sheets. So the text sheet is about 22 by 30 inches of 15 small writing segments that are all formatted, you know, 
Uh, if you're looking at it from one direction, so some are upside directions. down, yeah, some are sideways, so that you physically have to turn the paper to read the different contributors' texts. Right. Um, so in that way, it's more object-like. But each volume is going to have a different layout. Yeah, so. yeah that may change. Yeah. So who do you see as your audience for this? I mean, obviously our audience is people interested in contemporary art. But I think the audience... We kind of see it as like a spider web. You know, we send the papers in addition to institutions and bookshops, and uh, it's free. So we just send it out. We want it to be very accessible. And, you know, we hope that we send it to an artist and they send it to their audience, who in turn, someone from that audience might find another artist in the issue and they connect that way. It's like from the grounds up almost. You send it to one person and they yeah. shove it out the door. Right. How many are you printing up? The first issue, we, we printed a thousand thinking that would be a lot, and it was gone in about two weeks. So for the second issue, we printed 2,500, um, and I think that that's probably like a, a good number. And how, I, I'm curious, how do you, all of you, this is an open question, how do you distribute it? How do you get it to galleries and other spaces? Um, and sometimes uh, physically just take it there. physically take it there yeah. and... Uh, or, or just mail it. Um, sometimes it's it's cold. We just literally drop it in the yeah. mailbox. Anyone that wants a copy, just email us. Email and we us mail you a copy. from the website, and we'll mail it to you. Yeah. Now so, your your publication is not online, is it, or is it? No, it's not online. Of? But um, our plan is that once an issue runs out, which the first issue has run out, we'll put a, the PDF online so that you can print it yourself. So what is your website? Possibleprojects.com Okay, how about Machete? Well, we print 1,000 copies and uh, we have faithful interns who helps us to drive around the city and then we drop off issues. Outside of Philadelphia? Uh, no. It's similar to the spider web mm. sort of thing. I mean, we it, it has re reached out sort of internationally, but right. it's always been through friends. Somebody you know taking a bunch of copies with them when they're when they're going right. on a trip or something. But I, I guess I'm so interested in distribution because we run an online publication, and one of the reasons why we run an online publication is the horror of distribution just bowled us over. Right. You know. Well, I like this. Might be laying around someone's studio or crumpled up in right. there. And we like to see it, you know, we, we get it and it's so pristine and perfect and then we've seen it in people's homes and how they treat this object. It's crumpled up in a like corner. folded in half. Yeah, like folded in half in someone's in back bag. pocket. Um, we I, think that's really important to, you know, maybe, you know, everything is kind of moving online or digital and we really liked holding back and still creating this physical object. I like to see the way that people use machete in their studios. Mm -hmm. Or I've seen it used as toilet paper. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which Ouch. is very Euro. <laughs> yeah, but seeing the multiple uses of it's really, really interesting. Yeah. It's the distribution thing. I think it's kind of nice that it it can be sort of hard to find. I, I mean, we do drop it off at you know, different galleries and cafes and bars throughout the city. But I, I, I like that um, you, you sort of have to seek it out. Um, yeah, and also like when we deliver in person, um, 
we can talk to people. One place they asked is if Machete was sexist or racist. Wow. And, what did, and, and what did you say? <laughs> I, I said no. I mean, <laughs> just, just read it. I'm so curious what inspired that question. I think it's the name. Yeah. Is that a, is that a sexist or racist no, name? No. Yeah. What does your name come from? Well, there was in South America, there was a political zine called Machete. Um, but I mean, the, the name was, it sort of started off as a joke. And then we, we like the repercussions, not the repercussions, but the multiple readings. Yeah, it seems to be a violent thing at first, but really it's used for clearing a path. So are you self-funding your publications, the yeah. four of you? <laughs> Yes. Is there any potential sponsorship that you see? We're not looking for any um, sponsorship because we feel that it feels like strings attached to us, but we're definitely seeking out things like grants, maybe a subscription fee to handle postage cost because that, that is a lot and adds up very quickly, mm -hmm. uh, especially international shipping. How about you? Uh, sometimes we have advertisement. ICA did it. Oh, we have some other potential people that yeah. want to advertise. And you don't feel like having advertising compromises your independent stance? No. No. I guess with most commercial, with a lot of art magazines, they'll only write about galleries that advertise. Mm -hmm. But um, we don't really feel that pressure. In the future, that, that may be a, a good option. I mean, there are places in Philadelphia, I think, have really good programming, and it would be nice to advertise what they're doing there. Um, yeah. But yeah, They just do advertisement as a support. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much what happens on Art Blog. People want to support the blog, and so they advertise. Um, it's a way to support what we're doing, the writing. It's, yeah. it's to support the writing. Do your writers get paid? Yes, we are paying yes. our writers. Good. We're That's very great. proud of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> right out of the advertising, right into the writers. That's great. Yeah. 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 It was one of our goals that we wanted to do. It's, it's only fair. We'd like to actually do that. Right now, everything's sort of volunteer basis. Everybody's donating their, their time and efforts. Mm -hmm. and do, do you commission things from the artists, or is it all just sort of like handshake? Oh, no, they... Just kind of another format to give insight into their work. So, you know, it's all by invitation and you know they submit the text and it's just an opportunity like we like to see it as just an opportunity for them to work in a different format and of course we give the artist the largest stack of our papers that we distribute but other than that we don't pay the artist to be right. involved yeah i like we, to think of it as one of the thinnest uh project spaces <laughs> and they only have one tool and that's text, text. Well, on that note, we yeah. want to say thank you so very much. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful thank you. discussion. Yes. Art Blog Radio is brought to you by theartblog.org. Thanks to our sponsors, including the Knight Foundation and Fleischer Art Memorial. Also, we want to thank Peter Crimmins, who makes us sound good. He's our editor. And Eric Biondo, who provided the music. You can download these podcasts at theartblog.org slash radio.